Wow. It's cold enough today? It's kind of neat, isn't it? We got spring coming. God, it doesn't matter. It doesn't play. When I play golf in the winter, it's nobody's out there and I got a cover. I'm like, it's like a, a greenhouse with me, just so I'll let you know. I got all kind of, I got everything, heaters and everything. I mean, I, had to, I got hot last time. It was pretty rough. Hey, we've been talking about being good. Uh, it's kind of like you're in a movie. And if you missed last week, I'm going to try to bring you back up to speed because it's like a three-part movie. And I kind of left you hanging last week on this thing, how do we get to heaven? I was like, well, I didn't really tell you as much as I need to tell you on how to get to heaven. So we're going to do that. So we went off the thought last week that we were going to work our way there, that we can be good enough to get there. And we know this is out there. We understand this thought is out there because if you ask people about God or about church or whatever, they always tell you I'm not good enough or when I clean myself up. So we know this is out there, that kind of thought. And the other thing is that uh, most Americans believe there's a heaven. So they, we believe there's something else other than whatever heaven is for you, what it looks like. Uh, so we know that that's there. We believe in that. And I think we believe that we're just somehow, we'll just find a way to get there. <laughs> I don't really think about it a lot, you know, but I think that because we're Americans and I think we're just good, usually, most of us are good, and we're just going to go there. That's just kind of how it's going to work. And so we kind of went off the, you know, what percentage of good do we need to get to heaven? That would be something. How many, how many good deeds or how many good things? Because we count, don't we? We love to count in America. We love stats. So I was trying to figure out how many people were like 70% good. And I didn't find anybody out there. I went out and I went and walked around. And I said, so I got somebody around 20%. And so I think most of you probably are good, most of the, uh, better on Sunday, so your percentage goes up, your stats would go up on Sunday, and you would feel better about your life than you would on a Monday or a Tuesday. It depends on how you feel, because there's a lot, to, lot going on with that. So we know we, this thing is, uh, we want to try to get to heaven, work our way to heaven. If I, I'm going to say, I'm going to see if I do this right, my aunt Wilhelmina, now, if you're from up north, is it aunt? Aunt. Everybody's from up north, say aunt. One, two, three. Everybody from the south, say aunt. That's exactly what I thought right there. I'm telling you right now. So I had an aunt, Wilhelmina. Do you remember Wilhelmina? <laughs> oh, my. Well, so Wilhelmina had this, had this good theory going on that she was Church of God. She was wild. Okay. If you ever met Church of God people, they're just wild. They're, they're, it's wild. So they had some, she had some different beliefs that was uh, kind of, I don't know how to explain it. So we, had, we got into discussion. You remember last week, some of you were going to make it to heaven, but you said too many cuss words? Do y'all remember that? If, I'm bringing you up to speed on what we talked about. So not many people made it. You got right to the edge and it's like, oh yeah, I went over right there, you know. So, but my aunt, Church of God, she believed you just got to be perfect, you know, kind of thing. You got to love people. You got to like God or love God. It was a lot of things you had to do. So we had this conversation. I said, now, Aunt Wilhelmina, I said, what happens if you say a cuss word and then you hit a tree? This is, con is this a good conversation? This is a good conversation. I said, I almost said the word. I said, got to watch where I am because I wasn't even thinking. 
Now, if you say a cuss word somebody else said, but you were not really saying it, it doesn't count. Is that correct? I just want to make sure. So she said, I'm going to go ahead and spell it. Is that right? S-H-I-T. She says it's in the Bible. I said, now she said you could say words that were in the Bible. But if you say words that were not out of the Bible, it didn't count. But I said, what if you say S-H-I-T and you hit a tree? And she said, you go to hell. I went, wow, this is, so you, you're doing as much as you, imagine this, doing as much as you possibly could for, good, for people to be good, you to be good and do good, and then you hit a tree and you're probably going to say something. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You can probably say, whoever hits a tree is probably going to say something. And it's probably not John 3, 16. And so, so I got to thinking about that because a lot of people believe, I mean, that's a thought out there that if you don't live right and you don't, you know, do right, you're just, you're just doomed. And, we're, and there is a thought with that, with being doomed. Now, I got, this came from my, one of my staff. Now, I'm like, you can't even read it. I'll read it for you. So, this is how it works. The staff member got this for Christmas, and it said, sometimes good moms say bad words. I'll let y'all figure out who that staff person is, because I don't want to say. So, we got to figure out how do we, how do we, I'm going to try to help you. So last week was, we got to figure out a way to work our way to heaven and be good enough to get there, do enough good deeds, because it's in your head. And there's people that are not coming to God because they think they're not good enough. And that's just the way it is. I don't know how, I don't know how I got to be a pastor, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know if I, was I good enough to be a pastor? You see what I'm saying? Am I good enough to do any of, the, any of those things? It's amazing. But we think this, we think good people uh, go to heaven. Is that correct? That'd be a good assumption. Now, many of you are going to, we're going to go to the Bible and we're going to look at the New Testament because the Old Testament didn't have anything about heaven in it. There was no theology for heaven in the Old Testament. Did you know that? So they were, everybody went to Sheol. So whatever that is, that's what happened. So they went there. So there was no theology for that. So we come over to the New Testament and all we're hearing is this heaven stuff. How do, you know, about heaven, that kind of thing. And then you would think, this is really interesting, that the New Testament is going to tell us how to live, and it will. It'll, it'll tell you what is good. It'll tell you what is bad. But it will not tell you if you're good, you will go to heaven. That's not in there. But this is the kind of thing we think, though. Now, Jesus would argue with you on this. He said that really it's bad people who go to heaven. I don't like that. I'm trying to be good. And, I'm, you know, aren't we all trying to at least try to be good at some point and do some good things? You're better sometimes than others, that kind of thing. But we believe that good people go to heaven because God wants good people with him. Wouldn't you want good people with you? I don't want bad people with me. The Bible talks about being careful who you hang out with. So I don't want to hang out. I don't want bad people around me in heaven. Have you ever said to somebody, you thought this in your head, and you may have said it, like, I hope he's not there. I don't want to deal with that. And, you know, and so we have all these things about heaven, what we believe it will be. But we believe this. And since you're a good person, you believe you're pretty good. Is that correct? I mean, don't, honestly, you probably are amazing to yourself. And then this is what happens to me. I am, I'm amazing. You know, how, you know those other people, they're not like me. I'm actually... In your head, you have, a, have a, a, a grading scale of who's better and who's not better. And right now, you believe you're better than most people that are out there. 
And that's what happens. But then if Jesus says, well, bad people go to heaven, then some of those people that you don't like are going to be there. That's not good or is that bad? I don't know what we're doing. And this is what we're trying to figure out. If I'm, if I'm good, I should go to heaven. It makes sense. It makes sense. So we have the advantages of being good. We talked about this last week. So if I'm good, it's, it's, uh, it's just, it's the right thing, isn't it? It's the right thing. I'll be honest with you. It is exhausting to be good. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? I hit a bad shot on the golf course, and it just it takes all I can do to just say, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's just exhausting. At some point, you're just like, I don't want to be good. I don't want to try this anymore. But it, it's, a, it's just that good people should go to heaven. I, don't, I would argue with Jesus Christ. Would you love to hear that one? Like I have any authority whatsoever. Uh, that bad people should not go to heaven. Only good people should go to heaven. Is that, is that, is that pretty good? Greenville, are you paying attention? I forgot to say hey to you this morning. Did you get your coffee? Did you say your bad words today? You got them out? Okay. So we need to straight up. Y'all try not to cuss on Sunday. Let's just get that out of the way. Thank you so much. All right. So it just makes sense. It just makes sense that we should go to heaven. Uh, you make the cut because you're better than most people. So you're going to get in. This is what we talked about last week. You're better than most people, and you're going to make the cut. That's just what happens. So, and you know you are better than most people, and we have that thought there. Uh, it supports the notion of a good God. This is why we think that we should be good, and we could get ourselves into heaven by just doing good works and doing good things because God is good. The Bible says that God is good, and why not have good people around me? I don't want bad people around me, but then Jesus shows up. Sometimes I just won't put the New Testament. Let's just put it again over here. Jesus shows up and says, it's really it's bad people that goes to heaven. And then there we are. So what are we doing with this? So we're going to move forward in this and try to figure out exactly what was good, what was bad, and it has anything to do with you getting to heaven because people want to know how to get to heaven. If 70-something percent of Americans believe there's an afterlife, then I'd like to have the list. I would like to know what it is. And, and let me say this. If there is a list and God didn't give it to us, that's not fair. You, if, if I have to work my way into this thing, I need to know the list. Is there a secret list? Or is there a club I need to get into to find out this list? See, it, wasn't, it wouldn't be fair if there wasn't a list. But what happens with us since... What's good for you may not be good for me, and what was good 20 years ago is not good anymore. So good is this moving target. It's moving around from century to century. We talked about this, the way that women were treated, uh, you know, 100 years ago. You know, that, that was bad news. They were not as, not as good as men. That is not true, Amen. That it, they, they are wonderful, and we know this, and everybody has equal rights, and women can do so many wonderful things, but about 100 years ago or more, that was bad. So not many people went to heaven because we're going off the good, you see. So we have to figure this out. As good as a moving target. So what was good 10 years ago, what was good in the 50s is usually, right, you look at it now, it's probably bad. So we don't really have a consensus that says to us that this is what you need to do to get there. 
And if, we're, if, if this means eternity, I, I'd like to have, I need a list. And then you say, well, there is a list. Well, hang on a minute. You know, if we go to the Old Testament, uh, nothing that in the Old Testament talked about heaven except the sky. I think that is the strangest thing. Do you not believe? That's just the strangest thing. Only when you got the New Testament. And if you go to the New Testament and you say, well, let's just go to the Bible. Let's just figure it out. Let's just go look in the New Testament and try to figure out what's good, what do I got to do, all those things. And basically, you really can't use, you don't really want to go to the Bible because the Bible says you just don't make the cut. You're not, you're not going to get there the way you are. <laughs> I don't care how good you are, how good you think you are, or how many good deeds you have done, because we always say that. I've done all these good things this week, and then we do one bad thing, it takes away the two that I did. And that's kind of how we always kind of like keep scoring, keep scoring to come to church. It's like I'm getting, a, I'm getting an extra point in heaven because I showed up. Is that not what we do? That's, that's, kind, of, that's kind of how it, does, how it works. Then you go to the New Testament, which is a little bit. See, Jesus didn't come in here talking about, you, you know, he wanted you to do good. And he wanted you to be good. But he never said being good gets you to heaven. Because that's not what he said. And if he taught being good gets you to heaven, then he was misinformed. That's a strange thought. I don't think you're going to come here and give your life for something and be misinformed. But I think we are misinformed sometimes when it comes to this. We understand that we may not make the cut. Then who's going to make the cut? It's exhausting, isn't it, to think I have to work my way in. I have to be good enough to get there when we don't even have a list. That's, that is the amazing thing. And then the Apostle Paul, strange. I wish I had like two hours with you on this. But we don't. Don't, get, don't worry. Somebody's just like, oh my, I wouldn't do it to you. I know you got to eat. There's no one righteous, not even one. Not even one of you are good enough to stay two hours with me. Because you would be mad. You're like, you're like, let's hurry and get this. This is what Paul was saying, though. He said, I went, I checked everything out for you. And I went and looked around everywhere, and I wrote half the New Testament. This is this guy called Paul, Apostle Paul, uh, which he thought was a strange thing for him. Like, you're going to call me an apostle? Do you have any idea how bad I've been? And, uh, well, yeah, we do. We got, we have history on you. And he said, but I found out something. He said, none of you make the cut. Now, this was a hard thing in the first century. Because we had these, all these religious rules, remember? We had the Pharisees. And see, what happened? The Pharisees kept laws. They made up. They, they did these prayers. They would come out in the street and do prayers. And these long prayers just make, them, make you think that they were so good. And then Jesus shows up. He says, none of you are any good. You know what will happen when you say that to religious people? They will crucify you. That's exactly what they did. He said, y'all don't make the cut. What? Pharisees don't make the cut. It is, it is funny to you and to me that he hung out with the worst of the worst because he knew something nobody else knew. Isn't that an amazing thing what Jesus Christ did and hung out with them? How good is good enough? That was, that's, that's what we talked about last week, and we're going to get into where we're going. So how good is good enough? Well, it's, there's not, it's not. It's not good enough. That's what he was telling us. So, if we're going to go this route, then we need a list. Don't you think? 
If I could give you a list, do these things and you'll go to heaven, would you do it? You couldn't do it. Or, or did he give us a list? So this is, where's there a list somewhere? Is something happening? You know, so I, can you imagine a list of good? This is the things you have to do to go to heaven. Do you think you could pass it? So we're going to think that the list is, a, is the, you know, Ten Commandments. Oh, by the way, you need to be here next week. The Ten Commandments. How did that happen? What happened with that? Is there anybody in this world could keep the Ten Commandments? So if you want to live by the Ten Commandments, my first thought to you would be, can you even name them? That was the first thought. Greenville, can you even name one? Thou shalt not what? You know what you, you let me help you, Greenville. Let me help all of you. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Brian, this is what to do. That's my brother over there. I tried to kill him, but I didn't mean to. That wasn't good. But Brian's going to heaven, I'm not. So we have, a, we have a list, and we call it the Ten Commandments, and we can't even keep them because we don't even know them. I think it's so funny. So we have a grading scale for the Ten Commandments. When you look at the Ten Commandments, do you pick out... I didn't do that, I didn't do that, I didn't do that. But I did this and this and this. And then you go to other people. They did all of that. So that makes me up here and there down here. There's that scale again. And the, and the Bible has, no, listen, it has nothing to do, you've got to be here next week though. It has nothing to do with getting to heaven, even if you keep them all. That is the strangest thing until you show up in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we have people saying, you don't make the cut. You're not that good. What? I come to church. And this is what was happening over here. We're going to talk about the list next week. Jesus raised the standard of good so high that everybody fell short. And you would, you're going to really love what he was saying. Maybe. Because he, has, he had a thought. It's everywhere in the New Testament. It's everywhere how he worked it out and what, how he treated people. It's there. But the, when he went and he did the Beatitudes and he did, blessed are those here, blessed are those here, and blessed are those here, and then the disciples says, we're doomed. We're completely doomed. And you can see Jesus smiling like, yeah, you are. All of you doomed, all the fishermen, all the people, all the bakers, all the people living in Powderville, they all do. People in this room were doomed. They were. They were. He said, I know that. But and right, I can see Jesus right here. That's why I'm here. Because you doomed. There's nothing you can do to get there without me. This was the thought going into this. But nobody knew this. After he got through with some of this, and then he, and then he started after the religious crowd, you'll see that. Jesus rejected this religious notion Okay, you can't be in good standing with God, please pay attention, while mistreating people that God loves. He hated religion. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, go look it up. He did not like the thought that when people say, I'm good with God, but are you good with people? How can you mistreat somebody that God loves and still be in good standing with God. And this was the standard that was raised up to here. 
It isn't so much, oh, you love God and treat God and you have all these rituals you want to do for God. I want to know what you do with the people that God loves. And then then, you know what happened? They had a thought. We're not that good. We were, that's, that's way too high. It, it really is. It's way too high. He said, that's why you need me. He said, they're all doomed. We're doomed. We, we can't treat people right. Then you're doomed. If you can't love the people God loves, then you're doomed. So that's why he showed up. So you can't be in good standing. I've had this happen. I've been to other churches that they, what is the, I don't know how much sure I say it right. They, they loved God, and they were really good at it, but they was fighting the parking lot. This is, the, this is the strangest stuff that happened. We had people that did not like each other, and they were sitting on different sides of the church. And when we got to the praise and worship, they were all in, and you would think, and they would even be crying. I love God. Oh, you know, they're all in it. And then they go to the parking lot, and you have to pull them apart. If you can't love the people that God loves, then you're not in good standing. This is what the standard was, and this is why the Pharisees and the religious crowd hated Jesus so much, and that's how you get crucified. Because you're saying that the good people are not so good, is what he said. And he messed them up. Have you ever been, you know, have you ever mistreated someone? Mistreated, misused, mishandled. Do you ever do that? You know what I think you can think of right now? I think you can think of what happened to you. You've been mistreated, you've been mishandled, you've been misused. Yes, you have. I'm not asking that question. The question I'm asking, have you done it? Because if you have done it, then you would be a sinner according to Jesus Christ and what the Scripture tells us, that you would be a sinner and you would be doomed and therefore you would need a Savior. Because there's nobody in this room that hasn't been mistreated or hasn't mistreated other people. So you will need a savior. You will need somebody to fix that. Because that standard was all up here and the, and the Pharisees were all, yeah, I got it going on, got it going on. And he says, no, this is the standard. This is not the standard. You don't get to love people you just like. You don't get to love people who are just like you. I have the same thoughts at you or the beliefs of you. He's the one that says, you need, this is so hard, this is up here. You need to love your enemies. You should pray for those who persecute you. What? This guy's lost his mind. He must be crucified. Well, of course he's going to be crucified. That's what he's here for. That's where we, you know. Can I help you feel better? We're just all well sinners. Y'all good? Level. Everybody's messed up. Everybody good. The playing field is level. You know, and we, you know, you know, we'll say, you know, everybody messes up. <laughs> you know, everybody will say everybody messes up, right? 
You're in that. We say that as if we're not in it. You know, everybody makes a mistake. Oh, yeah, you, you too. This is what I'm saying. He was bringing to the table a new thing that had never happened. He had just raised a standard on what it was like to be loving people like God loves people and what it will do for you. Imagine if we got this right. Imagine if we got this right. If we really love the people the way God loves people. He said, this is the new standard. Have you ever been mistreated? The shift was this. When you sin against someone God loves, you sin against God. That's why they were mad. Because Jesus was walking in on the scene. I'm the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. You can't treat people bad and say you're right with God. That is called a sin and that is called human race. Welcome to it. There's nothing we can possibly do to make that right to get to heaven. You've all messed up. I've messed up. Again, I was trying to figure out how good do you have to be to be a pastor. Not so good. You really don't. <laughs> and it's really funny because he says, he got, this, is a, this is a real shift. It isn't about good people going to heaven. He said the bad people are going to be there. Bad people are going to heaven. Can you imagine being a religious person? You might be. Did we just not mess you up? They just mess you up. Bad people go to heaven. Oh, I'm going to have to hang out with bad people. I was told not to. There's my cup right there. No cuss words today. You have to think, though. So that was the shift. So let's make sure you understand this, because I'm going to get there. So the shift is... For you to say that you're right with God but mistreat other people, then you're not right with God. That's what he says. Because we'll say that. Are you right with God? What we mean, are you going to go to heaven? You know, you got everything together. But he's saying, do you love the people that I love the way that I love them? And we possibly, I'll be honest with you, we just can't do it. That's why we need a Savior. That's why he came. Good is a moving, confusing target. Moving and confusing target. As long as we view good as a bargaining chip for our benefit. This is, this is how we... Have you ever bargained with God? I love this part. Have you ever bargained with him? You just did something so bad and so stupid. And then you go to your knees. God, what do you say? If you get me out of it, I will never do it again. And yes, you will. You know Why? Because you're human. Welcome to the human race. We're not that good. Everybody's going to mess up. But you're going to think, well, I don't mess up as most other people. You still messed up. You still can't get to heaven without a Savior. And this is what he's talking about. So, we, we, you know, how good are you? What is, what, is the, what is this measure of good anyway? I mean, what do you think God would bargain with? If I am 50% good, is that enough? I, if, you know, am I, or, or does it need to be like 51? Do we need to be 51? Is, it, is that good enough? See, we like to try to figure it out, try to bargain. And then Jesus comes along and says, you're just not, not going to make it. You're just not going to make the cut. You really aren't. And you need to know that. Good is uncomfortable when it comes to the good of others. It's very uncomfortable. 
Do you, do you, when you see people that are hurting, you see people uh, out there in, in life, uh, what do you think? Do you think, I, I, know, I know what they need, but you don't do it. I know how I could help, but you don't do it. Is it, is it time issues? Is it, there's a whole lot out there we could decide. But when it comes to this, to the good of others, so you know what's good for me, and you know what's bad for me. People know that with you too. But when it comes to other people, this good thing just sits there. Because good is supposed to be done. It's not a measure of heaven, by the way. How many good things you do or how many bad things you do. What God's asking us to do is to be good to the people that God loves. But if you can't be good to the people and you mistreat people that God loves, then you can't be right with God. That's the new standard. And that is so hard to do. So hard to do. How good is good enough? This is what messed up the religious crowd right here. Because you remember, have you ever had a, a list on your refrigerator for your kids that told them what to do, like how to be good? <laughs> have you ever done that? Uh, you're the only one that read it, you know? <laughs> you know. I think we do try to have some rules, you know, that kind of thing. My daughter's uh, out, of, out of the house. Not really, she's in the house, but anyway, she's always in the house. But she's 18 in college that kind of thing. And, and now she's got, she gets to the point, it's, it's kind of like this, you know, well, I, I can do what I want to do. Ah, you know what I mean? Ah, what? You know, I hate that you're right. I've been right all, I've been right for 18 years and now I'm not right. You see how this works? So how good is good enough? Uh, this, Jesus said, I'm the good, I, I, me. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. It has nothing to do with this up here. And this just irritated everybody, so they decided to crucify him. They decided to crucify If you want to say how good you are, say Jesus, because that's, how, that's where it comes from. This is why you needed a Savior, is because we can't do these things uh, that we're talking about right now. Can you love everybody? No. Do you mistreat people? Yes. We're all guilty. We're all sinners. What do we need to get to heaven? We need him. That's why he came. And so I think some of the disciples, as they got into this and they figured out what was going on, and they realized that, I think they realized early on that I'm, I'm really not that good. I mean, if I'm hanging out with Jesus Christ and he's raising the dead, I would be thinking, I don't think I'm that good. You know, and he's walking on the water and doing all the things that he's doing. And then he says, I have come to save you. I have come for you. So Paul comes over. He says, I need you to, I need you to think about this. We beg you on behalf of Christ. He's, he's like, I need you to get this. And I need you to listen to me in Greenville and here. I need you to get this. Be reconciled to God. And when we say reconcile to God, be made right and righteous with God, not by your good works and not because you treated everybody right because you know that didn't happen. But it's going to be by Jesus. He made him who knew no sin, who knew no sin, 
to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So he decided to be sin for you who knew no sin on your behalf since you could do nothing about it. So he decided to do something for you, so he did it. So here's what he says. Good people don't go to heaven. Does everybody understand? You want to say that with me? Say it with me. Good people don't go to heaven. You want to say something else? Yeah, I love it. Bad people go to heaven. I don't know if I like that. That's messing with my theology right now. And my goodness. Forgiven people go to heaven. Y'all want to say that too? That's so good. I like when y'all talk to me. Gravy, you better be saying it. I'm watching. Forgiven people go to heaven. So go to heaven. Go to heaven. Be forgiven. I want to remind you of the gospel, he said. I want to remind you of some things. So you weren't there when Jesus was raised from the dead. You heard about it, right? You heard about that. You know, we do this Christmas thing and the Easter thing, and you heard about it. So it was a really big deal <laughs> that he came out of the grave and uh, sin and all this. So Paul says, I'm going to remind you. I want to remind you of the gospel, which is the good news that we got it. We got it Christmas. Remember the good news? It was for everybody. This was a new thing that was happening. It wasn't just religious people, black, white, green, or yellow. It's everybody. So the good news, I preach to you that Christ died for our sins. So here's, where the, here's, what, here's what happens. This is for you. Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he raised on the third day. He said, well, that sounds really good. Not sure if I'm buying all that. Well, let me help you with some stuff as we go on. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, and that he appeared to Peter. Watch this. Appeared to Peter, and then to the twelve. He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. We have documented evidence that this Jesus was raised from the dead, was walking around, and hundreds and hundreds of people saw him, and that's what changed the gospel. That's, if, if there was a, a good to great, that's just, it just went great. Because this isn't about me, it's about him. Am I going to mess up? Yes. Am I going to mistreat people? Uh, yes. Am I going to mishandle people? Yes. Is that what I intend to do? No, but it's my nature to do so. Is it my nature to have bad thoughts? Are, these, are those, see, here's what happens with the good. If, are my thoughts going to be held against me? If, if they are, I am very, very doomed. I've killed more people in my brain. Have you not? I'd wish so many bad things on people in my brain. I hope they hit the wall. I did that when I was racing. That was so bad. But I'm just telling you, he said he appeared more than 500 brothers and sisters. Then he appeared to James. And let me tell you something on this. I didn't even put it down here. I'm going to be done because we're going to do something fun. It says in the verse 8, and you can check it out. He says, then he appeared to me, talking about Paul. He said, I was abnormally, listen to this, I can hardly say the word, abnormally born. He says that in verse 8. He says, I don't have the right to be in this. I don't have that. Especially y'all, come on. There we go. 
I don't have the right to be in this. He says, I was not, I was born, but I, but I should not have gotten into the apostles. And I, I did not do the things that's necessary. I am a horrible, this, I am a terrible person. He says, I am the chief among sinners. I have killed, I have murdered, I have done everything you can think of. And he put me in this. Because bad people go to heaven because of Jesus Christ. Have you ever, have you ever seen the, like, you know, how you get there? I've said it before, and I've repeated it. So I thought I'd read it out loud to you, and then you can help read it with me. Greenville, I want you to do the same. So here's what it says. Heavenly Father, I have mistreated people you love. This is how I get to heaven. I have sinned. I don't just need to do better. I need forgiveness. I need a Savior. I don't need a do-over. I don't need a mulligan. I need a Savior. That's where I am. I accept Jesus as my Savior. I am no longer trusting in my own goodness. I'm trusting in your undeserved goodness to me. I'm putting my faith in this. That's what he's saying. I accept Jesus' death as the once and for all payment for my sin. Amen. That's how it works. So y'all say it. Read, let's, let's try it. Can y'all try it with me? Let's just read it out loud. Just read it, read it out loud. And, and I was going to say close your eyes, but that won't work. <laughs> y'all just read with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I've mistreated people you love. I have sinned. I don't just need to do better. I need forgiveness. I need a Savior. I accept Jesus as my Savior. I am no longer trusting in my own goodness. I am trusting in your undeserved goodness to me. I accept Jesus' death as the once and for all payment for my sin. Amen. That's how you get to heaven. Now some of you may have just prayed that. Now I want you to think about what's happening right here. What's happening with you. What's happening in Greenville. All those things. God, God did this for us. He gave his life for us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all you have given. Thank you we don't have to be so good to get there because we're a mess. And Father, I pray right now for those who pray the prayer and who would like to accept Jesus Christ and they have just accepted Christ for the first time. I am, I'm praying for them. I'm praying for our church. I pray that we will be the love that you ask us to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.